the Public News Service Daily Newscast, January the 10th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. As the midterm elections approach, experts are warning that political violence could flare up. Not necessarily another attack on the Capitol, but outbursts based on state or local issues. A report from the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism at Cal State San Bernardino found that October 2018, right before the last midterm election, was the second worst month for hate crimes in that decade. Professor Brian Levin, a study co-author, says the lights are flashing yellow. I know people are talking about civil war. What I'm more concerned about in the short term is regionalized conflicts and aggressions which get punctuated by plots or mass attacks or even attempts to injure or kill public officials. I'm Suzanne Potter. Suzanne tells us last year the California state legislature voted to establish a commission on the state of hate, but it has not yet held its first meeting. The deadline to roll for health coverage under the Affordable Care Act fast approaching the latest COVID surge might be interrupting plans to sign up, but those involved with the process say there are ways to work around it. This year's enrollment deadline is January 15th. Louise Norris of the website healthinsurance.org says if you're overwhelmed with the COVID situation and still need to sign up, handling it over the phone is a good option. Even if you can't complete enrollment right away, talking with the navigator might keep that window open. There might be a case-by-case situation where they can grant you, you know, an extension as long as they get you sort of started in the system. Online applications are another alternative to meeting with a navigator in person. I'm Mike Moen. And as the Missouri legislative session gets underway, reproductive health advocates are pushing back against seven bills that have been filed to restrict access to abortion. One is nearly identical to the Texas six-week abortion ban. Supporters of the bill want to allow private citizens to sue anyone who provides or aids someone in getting an abortion and prevent public funds from going to health care providers who also provide abortions. Dr. Jen Villavicencio with the American College of Gynecologists and Obstetricians says abortion is a safe procedure that many people have in their lifetimes, and it's important to reduce stigma. The impact is felt most strongly by people and families who already face challenges accessing general medical care. This includes those who live in rural areas, people from communities of color, and those without financial means to navigate around the mounting barriers to basic health care. Missouri is among a growing number of states that are aiming to model legislation after the Texas bill, which is being challenged in court but has so far been allowed to stand. I'm Lily Bulky reporting. This is PNS. To update the industry, nuclear power making the transition toward smaller reactors, but a report from Taxpayers for Common Sense claims federal subsidies to help the industry are a losing bet. More on that from Eric Tigetoff. Michael Marigos with Taxpayers for Common Sense says there are a slew of supports for the nuclear industry up and down the supply chain. But the nuclear power industry is by and large struggling. So there's this large dichotomy between what policymakers have hoped would happen through all of the various costly incentives and what is actually happening on the ground. Part of the push to develop new technology in the nuclear industry is an effort to decarbonize power grids. Nuclear power is seen as a key source of clean energy in this transition. The company New Scale Power is developing its small modular reactor technology at Idaho National Laboratory and has received federal investments. The Department of Energy did not respond to a request for comment before the deadline for the story. 
and a new archive series spotlights the legacies of the Hart Mountain in northwestern Wyoming. Hart Mountain was an internment camp in northwest Wyoming where Japanese Americans were relocated against their will during World War II. It was the subject of a recent PBS TV special and will also be featured in the Alliance for Historic Wyoming's new place-based stories project. Dakota Russell with the Hart Mountain Wyoming Foundation says while the camp closed at war's end, many families who had lost everything they owned after relocation decided to stay in Wyoming. We should, of course, take away the lessons that we need to learn about injustice and about standing up for democracy that we can take away from this story. But we should also celebrate this community and the contributions they made to the history of our state at the same time. Widespread misinformation campaigns claimed without evidence that Japanese Americans could not be trusted and cast many as enemy spies. I'm Eric Galatis. Finally, our Mark Richardson tells us a new report finds ties between groups and individuals who supported and in some cases participated in the January 6th insurrection and those who oppose protecting public lands. The study by Accountable.us suggests that anti-government extremists who want to end public ownership of land and water in Arizona and other western states have infiltrated the halls of power. Carl Frisch with the nonpartisan watchdog group says many anti-public lands leaders are aligned with violent forces who attempted to overthrow the 2020 election. Oath Keepers and your Cliven Bundys, various lawmakers have been active opposing public lands. In some of those cases, you have people who have endorsed what happened on January 6th. And in some of those cases, you have people who were involved in January 6th. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Member and listener supported. Heard on interesting radio stations. Find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.